on the last episode of Dice Funk. Did somebody take his staff? Yeah, Drop took all of Ziggy's stuff. I'm gonna want that later. Captain Park from episode two, but potentially you could have recognized him. Instead, these are just five random ass gnomes for all you guys know. We are going to the Feywild, ultimately, to get to Welch and both stop her actions and possibly use some of the resources she's acquired to aid us in dealing with Zavala. My only concern is time flows differently in the Feywild, Mm. but if we go to the Archmages, we lose the prime material. Every plane vibrates at its own frequency, Mm -hmm. so if we had anything from Zavala's plane, I could get the frequency from it and jump there directly what about lita's eye i don't know if she it showed up there right maybe she'll let us take it so like maybe hunting down the zavala seeing if we can track down the black hearts i can send them a message we might be able to save everything we need your help we're here orcs angry (laughs) help well, guess what, guys? They're already in the Tag Mountains. Apparently they've got angry orc things happening, so... We should drop off Zack and the other gnomes in Meadowlark on the way to Tiger Mountain since it's on the way anyway. Hmm. For leveling up to level 6 monk, I am awarded the skill of wholeness of body. All of my hand-to-hand strikes now are considered to be key strikes, which means that my hand-to-hand strikes count as magical for the purpose of overcoming resistance and immunity to non-magical attacks and damage. She also gets mindless rage, which means that it's like oh, no. it's one of her many rages. Uh, she's, she's reached a level where she cannot be charmed or frightened while raging. Elias's uh, next and probably final character level is in Fighter. Why is that, Professor Chance? I got that planar binding. You're going to need me, because when we go and we jump her in the Feywild, she could just plane shift away, and it'd all be for nothing. But you got me, and I'll bind her there. I got counter charm. Mm. A bunch of people where they get advantage against being frightened or charmed. When I went to visit Alona in the Beastlands, there was another me. You are a real Vinny. You're real to me. You're my daughter. We have your back unconditionally. I cast uh, a spell I learned on you. It's called Remove Curse. I I do not know if you should go around doing that without permission. Some of these curses are keeping us alive, but if you had done that to Sherry, she would be dead now. I do not know how my meeting with Lita will go when we get to the Tiger Mountains, but that is not your problem. (laughs) I'm going to message Jem. I'm very, very sorry. I didn't mean to lie. I'm dumb. (laughs) Jem responds, No apologies necessary. Sometimes you have to do bad to do good. Someone will pay. Listen, listen. Salt vinegar is the spiciest dish known to Caucasians, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I've had spicy vinegar pork rinds before that were both spicy and sour. We can't get bogged down in talk of what Leon tastes like. We're very near the end game. I've actually dressed up for this episode. I am wearing... um, Wizard hat? No, it's one of the shirts that has like um, top wings. I don't know what that means. Bitch, you know it's a collared shirt. Don't pretend like you don't know what a collared shirt is. I've been informed it's a polo. Is that the right word? Is it a guar polo shirt? <laughs> I wish. Oh, man. A guar polo shirt would be pretty fascinating. Austin, did the buttons go all the way down or just a little bit? No, just to the nip zone. Okay, then that's a polo. It would work especially for D&D, too, because the color says, I'm all business, but then the guar says, Dungeons and Dragons, motherfucker. Now, I will make a point here. I think that we forgot to mention that the drow back in the Cascades were all wearing zoot suits. I think that was something that was implied. Oh, please. Those pants. I can't stop thinking about them dabbing. That was a great... Isn't that the best fan art? (laughs) I've been thinking about that all week. I I love that fan art. It was perfect. That was Aline. I'm so bad at pronunciation. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. You you guys want to kill the... Whatever it is we're trying to do. <laughs> Kill whatever it is we're trying to do. Yes. So last week I said, okay, this is the lore dump. If anybody has any lore stuff, now is the lore time. And then we did the whole episode. And then five minutes after we stopped, Leon sent me a Skype message like, 
what are we doing? Oh my god. <laughs> no. No, Lord Dump to me I was like, do I have anything to say? Like, does my character have any lore to to like express like backstory? But no, I don't I don't I thought I didn't know that meant, hey Austin, can you explain the plot? I said after this, we're going to the end. Anything we don't talk about right now has the potential of being left on the table. So Austin, did I ever get my strange and mysterious discovery of epic proportions? Yep. So, okay, I was wondering if we were going to get to this in the postmortem. I guess we can just talk about it now. Sure. That was when Zavala contacted you in the Ragged Woods in episode 8. Mm-hmm. That character more or less exists because of the background feature you took as a monk? I created the bad guy? Yeah. I uh, I had a vague idea about what this campaign was going to be about, but between Elias's backstory with the Archmages, between Drop's backstory with the Curse, Violet's with the Witch, Lavinia with the Dying and Coming Back, that that's the story. The real villain was Johnny the whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I didn't know. We could have finished this 30 episodes ago. Next time, there'll be less flavor text. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My character sheet would be like, he is the best at cooking. He is also the best at sword fighting. He can ride dinosaurs. <laughs> okay. What are we trying to accomplish at this very moment as we are sailing? Oh my God. Um, we're trying to go to the Tiger Mountains to meet up with the Black Hearts, save them from the orcs so we can parlay to use their airship to fly into the Feywild to go after Welch and then use Welch's abilities, more importantly, her magic items, to go after Zavala and defeat it. Okay. There was also a side plot involving hot dogs that I have not yet told the party about, but uh-huh. trust I will jump on it as soon as the opportunity presents itself. See, that that's where I was confused, and I do apologize for that. Because when you said, it's the end game, I thought we were, like, flying to the final boss at this very moment, but in fact, we have, like, multiple stops along the way. Yeah, because we, we can't fly. Yeah, basically one stop that is basically a... Uh a pit stop to upgrade our, our Bodhi boat. And then we have to beat one thing and then we have to beat the other thing. But yes, I get it now. I just, I was a little confused about what exactly we we're hoping to accomplish today. You know what we should have done is recorded an hour and a half episode in which we laid that out in explicit detail. <laughs> and then had Leon listen to it. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're a lot of stuff, Leon. Also, I apologize to the audience because you probably just heard the last time on Dice Funk and then it was explained to you. And then Leon's like, what are we doing? And then we, it was explained to you. You don't have to do last time. You can cut one of them. Nope, it's too late. I've already recorded it <laughs> or edited it. It, it. it is a reality now, so. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. You guys are on the ship. You're almost to Meadowlark Island where you're going to drop off the five gnomes. Mm-hmm. Isaac, Rosemary, and his girlfriend, Judy. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to say to them before they go? No. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, I did not edit that to make that shorter. He really did answer that quickly. Elias will approach Isaac and um, say, thank you for, well, manning the ship for as long as you did, Isaac. It was a great help for us. Uh, yeah, thank you for not letting uh, that mob beat me to death. That was, like, the cool thing you did. Well, hopefully, if everything pans out well, maybe there's a chance we can play a few hands again. But, uh, till then, Elias sort of reaches into his stuff and pulls out his deck of playing cards and offers it up to Isaac. You can have this deck for now. Uh, there's nothing special about it, but just consider it a token of my appreciation. Did you have that the whole time? I know you have playing card proficiency, but I don't remember you actually having playing cards. It was in my inventory from the first session. That's hilarious. Isaac takes them from you and he says, yeah, I mean, this has been a cool adventure. I guess my only regret is that we never found out who was killing all those people. Yeah. (laughs) That's going to bother me. It's like a real loose end in my life. Perhaps the answer will come about sooner than later. But for now, we have to hurry. and. I hope you get to spend some quality time with your father and your friends here. Yeah, I hope so, too. That's going to probably be weird. Hey, Isaac. Hi. So, I don't know if you knew this, but um, I messaged Jim, and she seemed kind of off. Yeah, she has wings now. That's really weird. Yeah, I'm going to go try and talk to her and bring her back. But, you know, if you guys want to stay, you can. We wouldn't mind having some, you know, extra hands on board. 
I mean, it sounds like you guys are about to go, like, fight a bunch of people, like, strong people who have, like, magic and are destroying universes and stuff. That doesn't really sound like something I, I could super help out with, and I would prefer if Judy was not there. Okay, I was just saying. Thank you. Well, if you guys ever need anything, find a way to contact us, or maybe I'll send Jem back if she doesn't kill me. <laughs> but, uh, thanks for helping. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting paid for any of this, so... Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Hey, did you eat all my fruit? No. It wasn't me. It definitely was not me at all. I did not make a fruit salad. Because I had, like, a lot of, like, fruit, like, fanciful exotic fruits I kept in my fruit cellar. And then, like, right before the mom came, I was like, hmm, I'm going to get myself some exotic fancy fruit. And it was, like, all gone. Ah, that is crazy. Hmm. There must be a fruit thief around. <laughs> You're such a nerd. They're probably <laughs> they're probably dead with the rest of the mob at this point. Yeah, it's convenient that all the evidence was destroyed from that entire <laughs> scenario. Now that's what I I like to call sweet justice. Hmm? <laughs> Throw me in the river. You started this. <laughs> I did. I very much started it. All right, Violet, you're driving the ship. Uh, how do you want to approach Metal Arc Island? Ooh. Um, what are my options? So, I mean, you can go to the docks, but those are the, the most likely to be guarded. There's also the beach right. where you washed up in mm-hmm. episode three and where you left the gnomes that you guys had uh, badly injured at the end of episode five. You haven't really explored Metal Arc besides that. You in character are just not familiar with the island besides that. There's also oh. the cliff you jumped off of right. and the water's been rising. So maybe it's closer to the top of it. Well, if the water's rising, then where we dropped them off on the beach might not be beach anymore. Yeah, th- there's a lot of the beach is probably gone. Okay. Um, I I basically find the nearest spot that's nowhere near the uh, the uh, glitter gold bad guys uh, as 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 a safe place to put them. All right. So make me a vehicle proficiency check. Fuck yeah, I will. I'm gonna make the hell out of it. As you want to swing around unnoticed to drop them off. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Nine. I think you probably misread the wind a little bit. <laughs> Your new equilibrium is weird. You have all these uh, new... You're like a different height. Yeah. It's weird. So I think you probably overshoot it a little bit. You're trying to go around, drop them off at another place. You end up going farther than you meant, and you guys actually catch a glimpse of the beach, which is now almost completely obliterated by the rising tides. Uh, perception check from everybody. Aww. Ten for Elias. Six. Oh, it's surprisingly good. <laughs> Two! Oh. Lavinia is below deck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she sees nothing. 18, Violet, you're the only one who sees this. As you bring it around, you're like, you get a good eyeful of that beach, and you notice that what's left of the sand, just basically a couple of feet uh, before it becomes forest because of the rising water, uh, is covered in bodies. Uh, Can I see what kind of bodies? Yikes. Like, are they known bodies? Can, Can we ascertain whether or not they hit the floor? Let's roll for it. You will need to get closer to discern specifically what they are. Please do not. <sighs> you see that there are humanoid shapes dotting what's left of the beach. Mm. Wait, pass me the spyglass. All right, Violet informs the crew. She just says, corpses! <laughs> uh, real loud. Uh-huh. And uh, we have corpses in front of us. And then, uh, yeah, if, if in fact we do have a spyglass... Um, Nobody ever actually went to the effort of getting one, so I'm going to say you guys actually don't, because I think it would have come up by now. Yeah. It seems weird to yeah, just pull one right. out of your horse butt. <laughs> Fine. So it's basically a, it's a binary choice. Do you want to get closer, or do you want to go somewhere else? Violet wants to go somewhere else. Violet says, um, we should probably avoid the bodies, because whatever killed the bodies uh, might still be there. So let's go where there's less death. See, I just sort of, I just sort of feel like a spyglass should be in an explorer's kit. But it's not, unfortunately. Or in the sailor's kit, but no. Yeah, oddly enough. Yeah, it's kind of a, a luxury <laughs> item you would need to seek out. You're a luxury item. Ooh. I should have gotten one when we were in the shop where we had an infinite amount of gold. You should have, yeah. God damn. Oh, well. Vehicle proficiency check to find another spot. Yeah, I guess I gotta. All right. Ooh, good. 17. You wrap around the back of the island to what is basically just forest on this side like whatever shoreline was there is now water and so the new shore is just the woods because this island is being 
sunk. And you can see that there are no bodies. Good. That's a good, that's a good start. But I was going to ask for another perception check, but you don't need it. There's a ship in the woods. Do I recognize it? Like it's in the, the actual trees? Yeah. I find this highly improbable. <laughs> um, it's perception for that. It's not deep into the woods. It's like you know, there's this new shoreline because the water is rising and you see, look, the woods. And then there's just like a boat. Uh, Leas writes a 14. I got 13. I also got 13. Seven. <laughs> I'm still below deck. <laughs> yeah, you hear it. 14, 13, 13. Uh, you guys notice it is not an airship. It does not have the um, what you now know as garl iron that is on the on the airships. So mm-hmm. this appears to be a normal ship, uh, kind of similar to the one you guys are on in size. And it is now in the woods. Okay. Violet hypothesizes maybe a giant threw it up there. <laughs> there are giants here, right? Uh, we have yet to see one, but, you know, that doesn't mean that there isn't one, but... Okay. I just want I just want to clarify here. You're talking like it's in the treetops? No. Like in the forest. It's not on the trees. It's in the woods. Yeah. 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 Okay. I see I actually thought you meant that. Does the path does the path there look navigable in terms of a boat that size? Like does it look like they could have steered their way in here? Yeah. Yeah, the water has risen, so if they were going full speed and they ran into the island, you would your ship would be in the forest now. Yeah. Okay. Violet says this. We need to drop these people off, and although that other ship looks exciting, we don't have time for side quests. No, I, I wasn't suggesting that we <laughs> go in there. Oh, oh, good. Just just, just ascertaining how it got there, and most likely just ran straight into the forest to get to land quickly. Yeah, because the way, the way that Austin described it, I was like, ah, it's a boat. <laughs> and then you guys were like, maybe a giant threw it, and I'm like... <laughs> that was role-playing Violet being a dum-dum. No, the way you said it in the in the trees, I thought you I really thought you meant that. The word for that is on. <laughs> now I I don't know how how you talk, but when I throw a frisbee into a tree, it's in the tree. No, we can't do this. We literally can't do this. <laughs> it's You don't understand frisbees. All right. So um, are we are we going to drop off the gnomes here or are we going to go to a different spot? No, but we're gonna we're gonna scooch on to where it is safe, and then we're gonna get rid of them. Here's the thing, Leon. None of it's safe. <laughs> yeah, I look, look. I understand, but we we avoided two things that were bad, and now this is feels like the least bad of the three things. Can I can I see anybody in the boat, Austin? <laughs> There's been no movement since you guys have been floating there. It doesn't appear to be any movement. It seems like whatever action there was was on the beach, right? Bunch of dead bodies. Yep. Hmm. Are we dropping these guys off? I'm not sure this is a safe place. Well, I'm not, I'm not staying. Look, I, so. I, I, what I'm saying is if the boat's empty, we can leave them on the boat under the reasonable uh, uh, perception that, you know, maybe they'll be okay. Because if the water rises, then they got a boat. Yeah. I mean... There's also like, I mean, if there were other things that we wanted to do, maybe they could get on the boat and then they could go do them. And then we could... Do something else, and all right. Violet would like to uh, talk talk to the NPCs. We're supposed to be dropping off. Yo, dog. What's up? <laughs> okay, here's the sitch. There is a boat on the trees. Nope, it's in or- the trees. Actually, <laughs> as if the the shoreline had been obliterated by the rising tides, then someone drove a ship into the new shore, which is the forest. Amidst the trees, there is a boat amidst the trees. <laughs> there we go. I found a middle ground. Everybody's happy. Nestled in the lush, waterlogged trees. It's like a tree hug for a boat. I love our prepositions, guys. I really do. Um, anyway. No, let's talk about this for another 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is, Violet um, says, okay, this is what we're dealing with. And then she exp- she points and explains. And she says, do you guys feel safe here? Or would you like me to keep looking for a place that is not be shipped? I mean... There's like a ton of dead bodies on the beach. I have no idea whose they are, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't have any more information than you do, bro. Uh, I mean, <sighs> your your friend made a pretty good point. If you guys have stuff that needs to get done, I mean, a ship would help us do it while you do other stuff. Like, aren't all your friends drowning and dying? Don't don't you need literally every second you can spare while you're in the Feywild? Wouldn't us... Elise will interject to say... Isaac, do you think that if we drop you off on that ship or near that ship, they can get onto it? That 
you can take advantage of it if tide rose a bit further. Maybe, but here's an alternate plan. Let me just run this by your brain. How about you harpoon it and pull it out of the trees and into the ocean? That's a good idea. That seems like it'd be a complicated role. Um, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, that shouldn't be too complicated. It's a ranged attack roll, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Afterwards, all we need to do is use the bellows to get an extra boost, and we should be able to have enough leverage to pull it out, since we're roughly the same size, and the extra mass we have on board will actually give us an advantage to pull it out. So, Yeah, bro. Uh, let's see here. Drop. Hmm. Can you uh, land a shot over yonder? He points over to the ship. I can try. All right, so how would I, how would I do this, Austin, here? Just a ranged attack roll? Ooh. Pew! That's very good. Do you want to say the number out loud? 24! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That's perfect. You hit it not only dead on, but also high. Right, right. So we can tear the mast off. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Just so that there's no chance of it being a leaking thing. But now you guys are attached to this other ship. Punch it! We use the bellows to get the ship moving so we can pull... <laughs> All right, yeah, you guys uh, winch the other ship out of the forest and into the Sea of Lorelei. Now that it is unstuck and with you, you can see that it is the Zyrika. Mm. That guy. Mm-hmm. That was the other ship we were going to steal, right? No, that was the blunderbuss. That blunderbuss, which is now RIP at the bottom of the ocean. Right. We were going to steal a lot of ships. I kind of wanted to steal all of them, actually, if we're going to be totally honest. Right, that's what I mean. <laughs> Every player character could have had their own ship by now. For anyone keeping score at home, the Zyrika was Captain Coin's ship. Well, fuck that guy. Which has vexed Violet. Ooh, maybe he's, maybe his, like, maybe he's dead on there. Oh my god. I'm going to go check it out. No, 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 no. I, I don't think we need to check it out. I think we could just have... Isaac and the other gnomes get on there, and then we can move on. But there might be zombie gnomes. They could also go save my dad on that boat. I want to punch a zombie gnome. <laughs> there is definitely visible blood on the deck of this Irika. But I wonder how that got there, Violet. No, Violet. Violet was unconscious for that. Oh right, that was not the one she stabbed. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a total monk thing, and I'm gonna acrobatics to try and run across the tow line that we uh -huh. used the, with the harpoon. That's baller. You're cool with that? I'm All 100 percent right. I'm ten thousand percent cool with that. Fifteen. Yeah. There's a point where you wobble a bit, but besides that, you make it across perfectly. Now that I'm on there, I'm gonna immediately roll stealth. Okay. Nine. Ooh. Nine. The floorboards creak more than you would like. Um there's blood on the deck. A huge puddle, most notably, where Elias slashed the Achilles tendon of Captain Coin during their fight. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, everywhere else where the rest of your party bludgeoned the other gnomes into submission. But I mean, it must be pretty dry by now, right? Oh, yeah, of course. So I'm going to roll perception now. Mm -hmm. Boom, 18. You do not perceive anything else. You don't hear any sounds. You don't see anything. You don't smell anything. You don't umami anything. <laughs> Just a bunch of, like, dried blood and stuff like that? Yep. It's a ghost ship. Okay, then I'm going to call across to the other boat. I think it's okay. It's a little bloody, but no more than expected. See, I'm really worried that when you said that, Violet is going to want to try to walk across the line, too. And that's not going to end well. But she really wants to, so she does. Oh, shit. Is this an acrobatics roll? Yes. <laughs> I cannot wait for this to fail. <laughs> it's a nine. Yeah. Uh, Violet, what do you say? Because you're, you're driving the, the Violet one. And you just, like, let go of the handle and try to run across this rope. Do you do any? Is that just... <laughs> she says, I want to look! And you get a good look at the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember if you actually said this out loud. You rolled a nine, which is below average. And you yeah, get about okay. a quarter of the way before you're just your momentum just takes you off. She's a very big girl. <laughs> takes you right over it. And you flash down into the ocean. It, I mean, that's not great for you. <laughs> Especially because right. you feel a shooting pain in your leg. Uh-huh. Oh, is there a monster? Am I going to fight a monster? And you take four damage, and you start. Oh. You feel something pulling down on you. Oh, my God. 
Everyone else, you see Violet take a header into the ocean and then get sucked under. Okay, I would like to. I'd like to strength uh, roll to break free. Yep, good idea. This is like Gilligan's Island. It was supposed to be oh, yeah, a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's bad! I got an eight. Yep, Violet does not come back up, boys. Violet says, "Glub." All right, I'm gonna find the longest length of rope I can find mm-hmm. on the ship. Tie one end to it to the ship, and the other end around my waist. Oh, I love it! Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go in after Violet. All right, athletics to swim down. Ooh. Eight. Drop, you go head first into the ocean in a swan dive and start swimming down, and you see below you the large and pale figure of Violet with one hand stretched upward as she is dragged down, and you see below her a Kuatoa oh with a hook through her leg, and it is swimming down, and it is dragging her down, and you are not making a great amount of progress in trying to catch up with Even them. Even though I'm fast? You rolled an eight. Yeah, but I'm also fast. Fish swim good. Fish have uh, innate <laughs> swimming, in fact. Yeah. I would like to fight the Kuatoa in the water. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say that she's pretty upset. Yeah, I bet. That this is happening. So. Violet, Violet's upset. Oh. Oh. <laughs> she flips the switch. I'm going to roll three times here. 22, 25, 11. Nice. Roll damage on that. 10. Nine. I got 19 damage with my big-ass sword. Yikes. Yeah, and I guess we're just assuming that you always have it strapped to your back because this is D&D. <laughs> that's, that's just how it works. Yeah. It's always on my equipment list. You, you can't swim up faster than it can swim down, but what you take your greatsword off your back and you swing down, and suddenly uh, a Kuotoa hand floats by you. <laughs> just free-range in it. It's a grass-fed, organic, free-range hand. And there's a spout of blood, and you no longer are being dragged down. Mm. And you see, coming down from the surface, your friend drop. Okay. Violet starts thinking, mm, do I want to go to the surface? Or do I want to continue killing this person in the water? While you're drowning. Right. <sighs> God, you know, I should roleplay this as Violet keeps fighting. <laughs> But it seems like it just seems like a bad idea. So I'm gonna say that Violet kind of floats, not knowing what to do, until Drop gets to her. All right, Drop, you want to get down to her? Yep. All right, she's floating in a slowly blossoming blood cloud <laughs> as Akuatoa below her. I would say unhappy about his new appendage <laughs> situation. Yep. The the I arrangement. Can, I can see that. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna try and put the rope in Violet's hands and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. point along it. <laughs> As in like go that way. <laughs> okay. Violet goes Glub <laughs> and then she does that. But like in a way that's very fidgety because she's still like in frenzy. Alright, so you guys are swimming up, to be clear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're out of here. Uh back up on deck, uh Judy says to you, Lavinia. So, your family's gonna drown if we don't get them out of there, right? Yeah, I was actually gonna see if you could go by there. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Like, that's a thing we could do while you're doing other stuff, is evacuate evacuate your city. Please. So, the timescale between here and the Feywild is whack, but if we can get them out in by a couple days, it translates to maybe a couple hours there. It's, you know, I'm not good at math. That's really more of Crusher's thing, who I've never met, but I've heard great stories about. Oh, he's 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 a, the greatest scientist of our time. <laughs> he he probably would not agree with that. Maybe mathematician. <laughs> science, science is, you know, I know. complicated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Uh, at that point, you guys hear splashing as drop and violet surface, and I think everyone looks over at them. And are surprised to see uh, a blood cloud below them <laughs> and spreading. Lavinia looks into the camera like she's in the office. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went swimming for five minutes and this is what happened. Violet says, it's not my blood. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> well, some of it is. You were stabbed in the leg. She doesn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. She only remembers the carnage. Awesome. Uh, perception check error, buddy. Oh, my God. Oh, cool. Here we go. Four. Eight. <laughs> oh, no. Crit fail. Yikes. Twenty. Twenty. My my rage is giving me heightened superpowers. <laughs> so, so one of you got 20 and one of you botched. So that's it. I'm trying to think how that would even balance out. We were looking at opposite directions. <laughs> I was staring right at the boat going, I don't see anything. 
<laughs> Violet. Yo. Your animal senses. Your, I mean, horses are a prey animal. Not me. There's something about Violet that even through your rage, you feel on edge, but then Drop grabs you and you guys are climbing back up the rope onto the Zyrika and you don't really have time to, to examine it. There's blood in the water. Wait, what does that mean exactly? That means we gotta go. Yeah. All right. There's a feeling of dread inside Violet that she can't quite explain. Then Violet says, we gotta leave. I'm raging. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, there's blood in the water. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. The gnomes are like, uh, are we taking this ship? What's happening? Take that ship and go save my family. Okay. I just wanted to be sure. I don't want to take your guys' stuff. You've been so good to us. You saved us. This ship is not ours, as he points over to the Zyrika. It's like, this ship is yours. I think technically it's Isaac's or Isaac's dad. And Isaac's like, you're, uh, you're, I'm referring to you as a collective, you know, as a. As a- That's racist. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> as in. Well, all of you that are going on that ship that are not staying on this ship. <laughs> the, the gnomes uh, dislodge the harpoon from the Zyrika, and they actually ask Elias, can you fix this hole real quick? You have mending. Yes, and Elias takes the minute necessary to cast mending to patch the hole. So you're fixing the hole. Everyone's getting back to their stations. I think Violet might be limping. She has a hole in her leg. I drew Judy a map of my village. Okay. Isaac says, I-, I hope my dad's okay and stuff, but like, there's bodies all over the beach and I don't want to find out what made them, so I think we're going to get out of here. Thanks, guys. Thank you. You're Save welcome. my family, please. <laughs> we'll try. Tell Jem we said hi. Yeah, I'll message you and tell you how that goes. Cool. Have a, have a good boat. Violet uh, hugs drop for the rescue, but she's still raging, so it's really <laughs> tight. <laughs> Also, get out of here before the monster eats you because there's blood in the water. Okay, I guess that means I have to make a constitution saving rule. <laughs> no, it, it's it's friendly tight. <laughs> and she lets go. The five gnomes, Isaac Rosemary, and Judy the Kenku disembark and sail off east towards the ragged woods to try to evacuate as much of Spira as possible. You don't know how much time that's going to give you if slash when you get to the Feywild, but it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And I assume you guys are going to take off south. Yeah. All right. So uh, while you're traveling, does anybody want to say or do anything? Is there any, any stuff you guys want to do? Because your boat is very fast. I want to send messages. All right. So you get three more. And then I'm going to be able to rest before we land anywhere? Yes. And... Okay. Cool. And then, yeah, the next day will be disembark day. So you probably don't want to use those up on sending. Okay. I'm going to send one to Moreno. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say sending... Ship full of gnomes to evacuate you guys. Look out for them. Love you. Bye. <laughs> and you get back from Moreno. Thanks, honey. It's very thoughtful. We'll try to find someplace safe. Take care of yourself. Oh, God. That does not sound great. <laughs> All right. I'm going to send a message to Sherry. To be clear, this is sending, not message. Sending, there are yeah, spells. but I'm sending a message through sending to Sherry. Got it. Okay. We are on the way. Stay safe if you can. What's going on? P.S. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Sherry responds, We're trapped inside the tunnels. The orcs have us boxed in here. They've taken our ship. They, they won't let us out unless, unless I turn myself over to them. That's what she says. Oh, jeez. Okay, and then uh, who should I send my third message to, guys? I want to send a message, another message to Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you mean someone will pay? <laughs> Is everything okay? We should totally meet up soon. Sorry again. She So she thinks you're still in the Cascades. Mm-hmm. So you said we should meet up again. So she says, we're half a world away from each other. You can't help anymore. Surprise. <laughs> the doctor will pay for what she did. Mm. Oh, yikes. Groomsh never forgives. The orcs never forget. That's really good. Yikes. <laughs> want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's your message. Yep, that's them all. That's all of them. I tell everyone. So you guys are sailing to the Tiger Mountains. If there's anything else you want to do or say before you disembark, now is the time. Um, Elias will take a moment to talk to Vinny. Hi, 
Hi. Lucius. So, based on what you said earlier, the orcs probably suspect that what has happened to them is a direct result of Dr. Sherry. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Which, maybe I should maybe I should tell Jem that it was us, but I also don't want to get murdered. I think it seems like either your friendship with Dr. Sherry or your friendship with Jem is going to be compromised throughout this matter. I know. Uh, hopefully... I can talk Jem into not murdering and still being my friend, but um, Sherry has the boat and the boat knowledge, so we need her, and Jem seems kind of of a loose cannon. Well, Sherry doesn't have the boat. Well, she doesn't have the boat, but- The orcs have the boat. That's true. (laughs) You don't have the boat. Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) (laughs) Hamilton. I loved the, your reference, and I loved your annotation at the bottom of your reference yeah. to tell us what it is. I knew. I didn't. I did not. You don't have the boats. You don't have the boats. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Anyway. <laughs> so all I can say, Vinny, is that I'm just I'm not particularly sure what your ideas are as to, uh, I guess, whose allegiance matters most to you right now in all this. Well, I feel like we need the Blackhearts, even if they don't physically have the boat. I don't know. I'm very, I'm very small, and I just want to be friends with everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm really hoping I can just talk them into being my friend. It's really worked so far. Vinny, Vinny, you can't be friends with everyone. Everyone can't be friends with everyone. You can try. I, I would say it hasn't worked, quote unquote, so far. It's worked, quote unquote, recently. <laughs> It's worked more than one would expect, though. Yeah. True. I just think the first three arcs are marked by periods of, let's call them, massacre activity. <laughs> well, no, I think, I don't, I think, I, okay, we'll talk about this later. Diplomacy broke down, but it was usually not Vinny's fault. So the orcs certainly don't view me as their friends, and they never did at any point. As a cult group, they seem to shun me and... I don't know why you're blowing up my spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, Vinny, you may have to make a choice where someone you may view as a friend is might be put in a bad spot or worse. Okay, but we're not there yet. I understand that, but I'm going to do my best to avoid that if I can. All right, Violet, you're driving to the Tiger Mountains. You see ahead of you, the water has risen since you guys have been here so that instead of being up to the lip of the cliff upon which the monastery is, there's about an inch of water, just standing water, inside the monastery. Hmm. That's about how much it's risen. So it's just peaked up over the cliff and started going inland, but it's like not even enough to go over your feet if you were standing in the monastery. But it's now on land, like proper land. It's a moist monastery. <laughs> yes. Of course, the mountains loom in the distance, dry as hell, and covered in a thick cloud of ashy, hellish smoke. Literally hellish, you now know. Foreboding. Mm. We're heading to a specific place on, on the island. Um, where where is the where is it in relation to the monastery? I'm sorry, I'm just trying to get my maps in my head. Well, if there's only if there's if there's only like an inch of water on the the ground of the monastery, it's not like we can drive inland over that. Right. No, I, I We're understand. Pretty much but... docking at the same place, and then just yep. We're gonna have to damp foot it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And from Lavinia's message with Jem, you guys know that the orcs have trapped the Blackhearts inside the tunnels. The tunnels. Okay. Which is one of two locations in the Tiger Mountains that you're aware of. Right. We didn't we didn't super explore, we mostly ran. There's the monastery, there's the military base, which has tunnels behind it that go into the mountains, and I guess there's the camp, but as far as you know, that is now uh, blighted by your yeah. by your presence. Yeah, everywhere you go. Can we see the boat, like the airship? Is it floating? No, you do not see the airship. Okay. You do, you don't think you'd see it now anyway through the smoke, but okay. But we got to go to the tunnels and save people, right? So you guys getting off the ship? I'm I'm making myself a mask while I'm on the ship, so I don't have to jerry rig it while I'm in the middle. Of... Mm. Just gonna find something to to breathe through. 
Yeah. You guys have the foresight and the experience having been here to make yourself gas masks. I think we can dispense with that now, unless one of you wants to roleplay deliberately trying to asphyxiate. No. (laughs) I don't know what you're into. Okay. This is all a prequel to NXS. My safe word is corduroy. (laughs) (laughs) As you guys get ready to disembark, uh, Violet, I guess you turn the wheel over. Who's left in this party? Who's the most reliable? Joan. (laughs) I think Professor Chance wants it. He doesn't seem like he has any nautical experience, but he really wants to drive the boat. All right. uh, Violet is okay with that. She's like, well, he's a professor of something. (laughs) probably means he's smart yeah about things in general now that isaac judy and ziggy are gone it's probably not sufficient to leave only four people behind so i think sildiel is gonna stay and i think you guys need to make a decision about hunter he wants to go but i think probably everyone else is saying no leave hunter here Hmm. maybe we should just maybe we should just take the regular crew like like i mean like yeah not, not the npcs okay while you guys are having this conversation, Violet, you step on the dried blood stain caused by your feet prints as you trudged back onto the ship from your dip in the ocean. Okay. And you, you can see that there are bloody footprints from where you walked back up onto the boat. You tracked a lot of blood on this boat. Okay. Violet just, you know, considers that like honor wounds, mm-hmm. you know, decoration. Am I sure that it's all Violet's blood? Yes. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to tell Hunter to leave. I'm going to tell him to stay behind, because they could use him. Mm-hmm. But that I'll be okay, and to help out on deck. And then I tell everyone, hey guys, apparently Violet bled everywhere, so try not to stay in one spot so you don't get, like, sea-monstered. <laughs> um, well, to be fair, I believe Seldiel and Joan, I think they both have presentation. Yeah. Um, And they can actually clean the deck with that. It's true, but no one spotted it until now. Yeah, so, it's just a okay. just a thought. <laughs> there's a lot going on. There is. Mm-hmm. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's even an ambulance outside. Nice. You're gonna. You guys are gonna need it where you're going. No, I'm kidding. Okay. No, you're not. Hunter is very reluctant to say bye to you, Lavinia, because he gave up everything for you, and then he watched you save an entire civilization, and you also fought a scary monster. He thinks you're pretty cool. And smart and strong and stuff. You tell him to stay, and he respects that. But he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to let go of your hand. It's like first day of kindergarten. <laughs> I understand that you want to stay with me, and I really want you to come with me. But the the crew is really short handed, and I don't want them to get eaten by a sea monster. So if you would please stay here and make sure everybody stays safe, and I'm gonna give him one of my leaves for my hair. Okay, he finally lets go of your hand. Takes the leaf in his and then holds it to his chest and nods. And he runs off to swab the deck. Joan and Sildiel definitely clean it before he gets back, but he's trying. He's Aww. doing his fishy best. Oh, It's a good fish. <laughs> it's a good fish. All right. So Elias, Lavinia, Violet, and Drop disembark for the second time in the Tiger Mountains. The second uh, Violet steps on land, she immediately abdicates leadership and <laughs> says, um, where are we going? <laughs> Finally, I don't have to make any decisions. Yeah, out of character here. I totally know, but Violet does not remember. I mean, you all know where to go. That's not a problem. Yeah. All right, we go there. Wherever we're going, there's going to be trouble there. And people that probably want our heads. As you guys start walking and the ship starts pulling away, Joan yells, Hey, book boy. Yes? And she tosses another blood vial to you. Liz catches it and just puts it around his neck. You almost forgot that we were never going to come back for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say hi to Lita for you. Yikes. <laughs> is, like, is, that a, is that a sick burn? Is that a genuine heartfelt thing? Who knows? More of a light joke on his part in response to her ribbing of him. She narrows her eyes at you, and it seems like she's angry, and then she finger guns. <laughs> and then the ship pulls away. All right. All right. It's the original squad. Back at it again. All right. Damn squad. Back at it again with the stabs back at it again with the stabs all right so you guys venture into the ash cloud which you thought you had escaped permanently and make your way towards the orc army base and i think you probably hear them before you see them yeah you hear the sound of orcish drop understands uh you hear 
metal sounds you hear just movement it sounds like a lot of people i don't know how many you were expecting but it's more it's more than that and since they're not making any secret about their presence though you have first choice about what you want to do about that but you hear them ahead of you in the direction of the military base okay we're gonna kill some orcs or are we gonna think of something else what are they saying drop what what are they saying uh drop you're listening and you hear them saying like yeah i got two yesterday yeah they went they went down like little bitches like they're just like they're basically bragging about fights that they've been in recently. Uh, you also notice that they are feminine voices. Okay. And no sign as to like what they're talking about, what they got to of yesterday. They were playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I wish. Can we? Can we do? We can't do Magic the Gathering podcast. That would be nonsense, right? No. That would no. be nothing. <laughs> would be very bad. Um, I would not be able to contribute to that at all. So I I tap two mountains. Your turn. Um, <laughs> from context clues, you're not quite able to, to grasp what they're talking about, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like they've been fighting, and they're pretty jazzed about it. They've been winning. Female orc voices in orc. Oh, because all the ladies, the ladies are all probably killing the con- mossy-controlled dudes. Well, they could be talking about the Modrons, too. Oh, those two, yeah. Oh, man, we really fucked this place up. <laughs> <laughs> we have two things we need to figure out. We need to figure out where... The airship is, and we need to figure out where the black arts are, because either way, we need to know both of those pieces of information to get out of here. I'm gonna see if I'm 120 feet away from Sherry. You are. You guys remember the tunnels behind the base were winding and twisting very far into the mountain. It was like a whole, like a whole side quest about <laughs> getting the spectator to lead you because it's like such an ordeal. So you're definitely more than 120 feet. Dang. Uh, but I do want to remind. Lavinia, vis-a-vis your message with Jem, the orcs have the airship. Yeah. Sherry probably mentioned that too. They have her. They have the airship. You can also try a message to see if you can, you can get in touch with Jem if she's within 120 feet. Okay, I'm going to try a message, Jem. No, I don't think you get it from this distance. Maybe if you move a little closer. Right now you guys are just <laughs> in the ash cloud. Yeah. I think you're probably going to need to get into a, a range where you might be spotted. All right. That's a that's a choice you're gonna have to make. I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak up and see what I can see. All right, stealth. Do it. Ooh. Ten. <laughs> that's n- not great. Average amount of stealth. Not a that's great amount of not, stealth. Not great. But keep in mind, keep in mind, there there's smoke clouds and stuff. I mean, it's probably hard to see us. Liz has a thirteen on his stealth. Elias and Drop sneak ahead a little bit to recon, and you guys get close enough to the base where you can kind of see the outline without uh, making yourselves obvious. And I think the most important thing that you glean is that it does not appear the outside is manned. They are not expecting anyone to come from this direction. There's no one watching it. If you guys recall that there's kind of like the outside fence system and there's um, like barricades with points so that if you try to like rush it, you would get impaled. It's not a great thing to try to siege. This is this was made to be defended to the death, uh, but nobody is defending it from this direction. Well, that doesn't sound like a trap at all. <laughs> Violet just wants to kill, so when you're ready to, like, insert her into a battle, you guys just let me know. <laughs> I'll text you. Right. So can we can we see any of the orcs from here? Nope, you hear them on the other side. They're they're still talking. Still talking about the same stuff, probably. They're like, oh, man, I dented my axe. Like, oh, you can just get a new one. There's a, there's a whole pile over there. Axes <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Ooh, let's go to the axe pile. <laughs> yeah you hear you hear a lot of talk about the axe pile everyone's like it's so it's so chic they're all like personalized i got my name in the handle the axe pile is dope <laughs> we're not 15 feet away from those orcs are we probably not because they would see us i don't know i did roll a 10 15 feet <laughs> is very close for our <laughs> for yeah. any listeners on the metric system that's close that's very close most people can walk 15 feet in Three seconds. Yeah, we're not that close. Okay. That's like one and a half peoples. I was going to try and distract them with an unseen servant, but he's cannot go very far. Violet is not in charge, so she's just waiting for someone to like deliver the kill order. Okay, so I guess Violet and I should stealth back over to where Elias and uh, Drop are. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Elias and Drop scouted ahead and didn't see anything, so you guys sneak through the thing where there is nothing. Okay. And you join them. I, mean, I guess... Violet, you trip and fall on your face. Cool. Which is a good, it's good for morale. Yep. But now you guys are all outside of the undefended gates of the military base. 
Is it murder time? No, Violet, we're not fighting. We're being sneaky, so stop murdering things. To be fair, it might be murder time. <laughs> I feel like at some point it is murder time. Okay, but right now it's sneak time. <sighs> okay. All right, is there any way that I could, like, uh, find a, a vantage point that I could get a look down there without necessarily alarming anyone? Like, could my acrobatics be useful here? Is there something I could climb? If you want to climb to get a high, to get a look, I think athletics is fits better. Acrobatics is getting down. Athletics is getting up. Yeah, you would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it says in the manual. 19. Ooh. Yeah. That's a lot of climbing. The rest of the party chills while Johnny... Uh, Johnny, it's obviously a fictional character he plays. <laughs> Not... <laughs> Well, while Drop climbs up, uh, Job will fly up with him so that Elias can scout with him. Drop climbs the closest barricade to get a look over the orc camp, and he sees... Well, I guess he sees everything, because there's nobody guarding any of this. (laughs) They're all on the other side, in front of the entrance to the building, the base building. Uh, Drop and Elias, through Job, see a bunch of stuff. You see a huge crowd of orcs gathered around the entrance. You see... The airship Zavala, which has been literally parked in front of the building to block the door. You can't see what the crowd is gathered around because it's so thick that they're obscuring it. You, you're seeing quite a distance because of your height, but you can't quite see what's at the other, what's in the middle of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then you see everyone else who's like getting food or doing laundry, visiting the axe pile, whatever else they're doing. They're milling about the camp, but when they're done that, they go to the crowd. Right. That's what you see. A crowd of orcs around something. Behind them, the airship, which they control, they've seized from the Black Hearts, and then they've deliberately parked it so at, that no one can escape from the base. Uh, you remember the tunnels are behind the base, and that all the exits from the tunnels have been deliberately collapsed. So the, their only exit is the one that the airship is now blocking. Does that make sense? I think so. All right. Then that's what you see. All right. Um... I will return to my companions. All right, you do so. So they're not really paying attention to the airship very much. I mean, the airship is behind them. Yeah, I mean, I I know that. I just, maybe they're not looking so much at it. I guess. How many, how many orcs would you estimate I saw in there? More than, more than it's worth counting? <laughs> is that like, shall we just, you know, dungeon master rough figure it? <laughs> About 200. Right. I- I could take them. Am I close enough to jam yet? We've barely moved. <laughs> With Drops Report, you know that they're not watching the front. If you want to sneak in, like climb a fence and scuttle up, then yeah, you can get there. I just want to be clear you're committing to being inside this place. Wow. I think that's the plan. Am I wrong? <sighs> yeah, we have to go in there either way it looks like. We know where the ship is, and the Blackheart are on the other side of that ship more likely than not. According to Sherry, 100%. The airship is between these two groups of people. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's go. Yep. All right. We're doing it. <laughs> All right. You guys climb some fences and shimmy over some barriers, and you're now inside the compound um, across the way. If they, if anyone turned and looked, they would see you, but luckily all their attention is on this crowd in front of the airship. So right now you're fine. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and listen to what the people in the crowd are saying. Can I hear anything? Yeah, sure. I'm. I mean, it's hard. It's actually harder now because there's more of them. Before you were catching the the periphery of conversations. Mm-hmm. Rave reviews on the axe pile. <laughs> yeah, it's all axe pile. But no, now that you're here, you're picking up on. Uh, I would say more of the big conversation here instead of the periphery. Mm-hmm. And the words you hear over and over is dog. We're gonna get the dog. Any day now, the dog's going to come out. They'll turn over the dog. Yikes. I'm going to turn that dog inside out. No. All right. Can we also hide (laughs) somewhere? Yeah. If you guys would like to use stealth to hide. Uh, uh, Elias has some ideas, but he's not willing to commit to them quite yet. So. Yeah. Rolling a seven to attempt to hide is completely what his plans are. Oh. Oh, five. (laughs) Eleven. God, y'all are just the worst. Where's yours, Leon? See? Ten, which is okay. Not really. <sighs> no, not for <laughs> not for a level six attempt. All right, so you guys try to crouch down in a guard shack that's near the entrance. <laughs> this is actually where Violet knocked over the world's greatest dad mug. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I missed that mug. And Lavinia, with her five stealth check, steps on a shard of it. <sighs> well, we've come full something, everyone. Uh, she takes one damage, but she can't help herself from crying out in pain. <sighs> as you guys all crouch there and you hear footsteps coming towards you. Oops. Um, My bad. Quick, everybody, do the mannequin challenge. Can we literally try to do that? I, I would I would love to. I'm going to curl up and try to make myself look like a bush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> I throw leaves on her. I'm not even going to acknowledge anything that's happening. Here's a perception roll for the person who came to check the noise. Fuck. No, that's good. 13. 13 beats all of your stealth checks. Mm-hmm. You yes. guys are all crouching in in this guard shed. One of you is doing your best bush imitation. <laughs> <laughs> My head is leaves. You're impersonating a shrubbery. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's crime. No impersonating shrubbery. <laughs> and you hear someone say, what are you idiots doing? Do do I recognize the voice? (laughs) No, you look up and there's a lady orc. Do they say it in common or orcish? Uh, orcish. She just assumes we're about to fight, so she's got her hands on her weapon. A pig lady walked into the shed, looked at you guys all trying to crouch behind desks and chairs and stuff, and she just says, what are you idiots doing? Alright, yeah, so so Drop kind of like sheepishly stands up and says, we didn't know if you were one of them. What's that mean? (laughs) I've heard tales of dangerous, dangerous beings lurking the countryside of the Tiger Mountains. Lavinia, this whole you guys entering the compound was predicated on you sending a message. Did you forget or did you decide not to? Oh, I assumed I was distracted by being stabbed in the foot. By a mug that Violet smashed. I mean, you, 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 at this point, you have plenty of time to do that. So okay, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and try and send a message to Jem. Regular message, not sending, because it's free. Yep. All right, you you get her on the line. Hey, Jem. What's up? What's you up to right now? What you doing? It's Vinny. Hi. Um. Oh my God, we are in mortal danger. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, not literally. Uh, hi. We're actually here in the Tiger Mountains, in like a shed, and there's like an orc lady here. Hi. You hear outside the crowd goes silent. Oh gosh. Jem does not answer you, and then you hear the the sound of flapping wings and then a thud as she lands outside the shed, and the orc who was talking to you guys just backs out of her way as she enters, and she looks at you guys crouching pathetically in front of her. Hey, I said I stood up. Okay. Drop you stand up. <laughs> my foot's bleeding, so I'm I'm up because I like I put my hand on my sword. I was I was afraid we were about to get thrown down. She says, that was fast. Hi. Hi. How are you? I could be better. Same. Uh, just just coming to try and talk to you. I feel really bad about the whole everything. You should. I know, I know. But we, we were worried that there, we were, yeah, we were trying to not just, like, show up, but then I stepped on this mug, so, I mean. Are you Okay. No, my foot's bleeding, but uh, it's not a big deal. Jem waves her hand, and the orc runs off, and you hear rustling and talking, and someone runs in with the bandage. Oh, thank you. Drop tidies up a little bit. (laughs) And Jem turns around, and she says, bring them, and orcs bustle into the room to escort you guys in the direction of the crowd. Uh, Elias is nervous when he's being escorted by the orcs, obviously. Yeah, these are all women orcs, you've noticed. Uh, Jem appears to be the only half-orc. Right. That's a contrast. Also, the only lycanthrope. <laughs> also, she seems to be in charge. Yeah. Violet whispers to drop, is this a good thing or a bad thing that's happening? I think it depends on where they're taking us. Because I've heard really good things about their axe pile, but... <laughs> <laughs> That, that 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 body spray brand axe pile is fantastic. <laughs> now you've ruined it. It's the most it's the most perfumed thing in all the lands. You guys pass by a shed that smells like hot topic and regret. <laughs> That's the axe pile. It's in there. Okay. <laughs> no, they drag you not violently, but firmly along and back in the direction of the crowd. Oh. Jem leads the way and the crowd parts for her as she 
goes back into the center. And as you guys are led into the crowd, uh, you see what is in the center. And it is a throne of Modrons, smashed, dead Modrons, a dozen or so, probably more, that they have taken out of commission and then used their metal bodies to make a, a command center for Jem, who sits down in it and surveys you guys. Dang. A throne of smashed robots? That totally wins the Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are brought into the inside of the crowd, and she looks down on you guys as if to say, now what? Behind her looms the airship Zavala in its entire size. It's an enormous airship. Elias speaks up and says, we came because we have a plan to, to, to stop all of this, to fix all of this as well as we can. You're going to bring back our fathers, our brothers, our sons? I, I said, as well <laughs> as we can. I can't make promises beyond what I've been able to figure out, what we've been able to figure out about what's been going on, Jim. <laughs> Look, what we care about is getting justice for the slaughter that happened here. All of you could have told me you're complicit in this. Some are more complicit than others. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, that's me out of character talk. <laughs> Violet says Violet says nothing, only kind of understanding what's going on. I do though. Yeah. Uh Violet says Violet actually stands up. I, I want Violet to have a moment here. Yeah. And she says, Well, what do you think you're gonna do? <laughs> she says, We've seen those plant monsters. We know what happened. We saw the pirates when they got off their ship to take parts inside. One of them has a plant creature inside of it. It's what did this. Uh-huh. For there to be justice, we need the dog's head. Buh? Yikes. Buh? <laughs> Is that a meaningful noise or just a reflex? <laughs> it's a reflex. Your apologies, Lavinia. As well-meaning as they are, they're meaningless. Groomsh demands blood. You wouldn't understand. You're, you're a celebrity. You're a hero. Everyone loves you. All of us are born cursed. You wouldn't understand what it's like to live your entire life cursed. Violet, Violet stands up and says, okay, so a fight then? Violet, sit down. No. Violet says, okay, so if you demand blood, so is there going to be a fight? Oh my god. <laughs> or what? Do you propose to take the dog's place? Are you are you the dog's champion? Will you fight for for its honor? Is that what's happening here? Um, Violet kind of uh, looks at Drop. It's look, Violet, sit down, okay? I don't wanna. I wanna sit down. Somebody put Violet to sleep right now. <laughs> look how look how tall I am. I love standing. Drop, uh, <laughs> Drop, Drop kind of steps in front and says, "It it wasn't Doctor Sherry. It was me." You killed them? You killed our families? I let that thing out of the box. But it was an accident. There are no accidents. There, there are actions and there are consequences. If, if you did this, then Grimsch demands your blood. That's all there is to it. That's the only way. That's the only thing we can do. You wouldn't understand. I understand justice. I understand law. And if this is how it has to be, maybe this is how it has to be. All right, Violet is not okay with this, so she sort of like runs up and says, "I oh I oh wait wait I know what I know what uh orcs have a thing where you have to fight for um and then Violet kind of racks your brains and like justice stuff and to settle things and I know because I had to do that once so instead of like executing drop which would be no fun. How about a couple of us fight a couple of you, and Groomsh will decide who 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 deserves to live and die. Yeah. What about what about that spicy tomato? What's a tomato? Shut up. You're a tomato. <laughs> Got her. That's her one weakness: being called a tomato. Right. They're they're full of flavor. You'd love them. Mm. She says, uh, "In fact, honorable combat is just what I had in mind." What happened to your stick, boy? It got put somewhere else. Yeah, that's a shame. I think you've seen what uh what steel does against someone like me. Yeah. 
I guess. I don't know. Do you at <laughs> is that drop or Johnny? Do you actually want to be reminded? I'm not like I'm not sure drop ever saw. During the mob scene, Jem flew through the crowd trying to uh, scare it away, and she was stabbed dozens of times. Actually, Violet, mm-hmm. in, during the mansion fight, stabbed Jem, and no matter how much force or how sharp the blade, no one has ever drawn a single drop of blood from Jem. Mm-hmm. Drop shrugs. Elias will walk up behind Drop, rest a hand on his shoulder, and he just leans in for a moment to whisper something carefully. I trust you know what you were doing, Drop. Drop kind of shrugs again, sort of like eyebrows up like, I guess we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) The orc crowd grabs Violet, Elias, and Lavinia and pulls them back to their knees as the crowd backs up to form a ring around you guys. Uh Uh, Drop, you still have your sword, so they don't offer you a weapon. Jem slowly stands up from her Modron throne, and her wings begin sprouting out of her back in a long serpentine scorpion tail snakes its way around to show you its deadly poison point Mm -hmm. as the crowd begins chanting blood 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 (laughs) (laughs) i set my sail fly the wind it will take me Back to my home, sweet home. Lie on my back, clouds are making way for me. I'm coming home, sweet home. I see your star. I'd like to thank Overclock Remix for our theme music, including Tears in Rain, an arrangement of Seattle from Deus Ex Invisible War, Dream Eater Mix, an arrangement of Lavender Town's theme from Pokemon, and Akid Pella, an arrangement of Setting Sail Coming Home from Bastion. Executive producers for Dice Funk for the month of January 2016 are Kirsten Haslinger, Extellaris, Joseph Timbrello, Andrew Grothen, Jade, the Cult of Gorfanax, Finch de Jong, Allison Ansel, Tarka, Luke Powers, Michael Goodell, Brent, Irving Royale, Kevin Dobbins, Savarden Akrasimova, Carl, Brady Warner, Kitty Foe, James Neely, Eugene, Marissa Donaldson, Melanie Joe, Lana Seawolf, Toby Gleason Stack, Ruby Offer, Matthew Weber, Emmanuel Garcia, Sarah Handley, Melissa Booker, Cameron Abbas, Dylan, Gary Sayon, Anna Stuhlfarer, Sean, the host of Funk Dunk, Giorgio Rena, Harrison Andrew, Christopher Charlo, Jorit, Viger Arnston, Cody Jackson, King Waza, August Rue, Athos, Ingmar Gremmen, and Paul Mullen. You can help support the show directly by visiting patreon.com slash austinyorski as well as supporting Leon at patreon.com slash renegadecut. If you want to help out indirectly, you could always rate, review, comment, and subscribe to us wherever you found the show, including iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, and YouTube. As we move into the end game of this season, I just want to thank everybody for sticking with us, supporting us, and inspiring us as we make this ridiculous, goofy show. But rest assured, if you thought we couldn't top Unicorn as a player character, You haven't seen nothing yet.